Well, there is now. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Was Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Welcome to Rogue One Radio, your source for sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. And now, from the remnants of Jeddah City, it's Rogue One Radio. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hello, folks. Welcome to Rogue One Radio. This is episode 26. I am your co-host, Steve, and with me is uh, Charlie. How's hey, going Steve. Today, How are we doing tonight? Oh, we're doing good. Um, so, what's been going on in the world of Charlie lately? Well, uh, lots of work to try to get stuff done before our holiday break. Yeah. Uh, I get uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off, so that's oh, a nice. that's a good thing. Um. I spent the weekend uh, doing uh, a round of podcasts, uh, so that w- that's always fun. It keeps me sharp and on my game for our show here. Yeah. That's, that's... Um, I've uh, oh uh, games. I've uh, I started playing the Mafia trilogy again. Uh, that's a video game. Yes, it's on okay. the uh, PS4. Um, it's. Uh, they came out with a definitive edition one, so uh, uh, it's all remastered and uh, extra maps and story. Uh, so I'm about three quarters of the way through the first game, uh, set in the 1930s. Then you have one that's set in the 1950s, and then the third one is set in the 1960s. Uh, so that that that's pretty cool. Um, you know, kind of a blast from the past. Uh, been playing that. Um, I really haven't been reading much other than, uh, the Harry Potter series to get, uh, get tuned back up for our trip that the family's making. Yeah. Uh, uh, when we go to Harry Potter world, uh, and universal studios, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, fast and furious week. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never, I've never played, uh, the mafia game. Um, I am still, um, playing the first, uh, Watch Dogs, um, although I think I might actually be almost done. I, I just get this, I get this feeling that it's getting really close to the end. Good Uh, deal. Um, I just, I got to the point where I, um, I just killed the mob boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, there's, there's other things going on, but I think, I think I'm getting close to the end. Um, as far as what else is guys, I downloaded the last of us and I also downloaded, uh, the Ezio collection of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then um, I actually, <laughs> I actually just recently found out that there were DLCs for Skyrim. So I ended up uh, repurchasing Skyrim. I, I own it on a disc, but I'm in the um, I'm, I'm getting closer to the idea of just going all digital. Yeah. Um, so I actually repurchased Skyrim with all the DLCs. Uh, so and that one's not even finished downloading. Um, but then uh, I think there's a new Fallout 76 update that just hit today. So I will probably try to download that too. Although I don't see much. Uh, I, I don't see myself playing Fallout too much in the near future right now. Because I've right. got so much else that I've downloaded. Uh, as far as reading, I haven't been doing a whole lot of reading except for comic books. Um, there was a new, there was a new Darth Vader comic that came out, um, I want to say last week, maybe it's been two weeks, uh, read that, and then there was a new, uh, there was a new Star Wars Bounty Hunters that came out, I don't know if you're following that one. Yeah, I really haven't gotten much into um, the comics. Uh, the last one that I was uh, kind of reading uh, was the uh, Vader comic uh, that yeah. was uh, coming out um, that kind of had to tie into um, Queen's Peril okay. uh, and Queen's Shadow. Um but uh, that—that's the last that I've uh, really gotten into. That I've—I've I've gotten so far out of comics. Uh, there's really not a comic book store uh, around here, um, other than I don't even think Walmart sells comics anymore. Um, but uh, here in this little sleepy town of Roswell, there's there's really no place to get them. So I'd have to buy them online or travel four hours to Albuquerque to yeah. go up to the comic book shop. I actually, um, I actually went digital with my comic books. I, I still own quite a few, uh, you know, physical comics. But earlier this year, I made the decision to go digital. So uh, everything that I I get, I just I download onto my iPad. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a. Uh, service out there called comiXology that i get everything through uh, i've got a subscription with them so i i don't have to worry about going to the store that's probably not open anyway uh <laughs> yeah, so right so yeah i've just been reading star wars comics and um yeah i don't, I don't think I, I really haven't been reading anything else but uh yeah, so that's that's what's been going on. Um, like you you were saying, work. I don't I don't get Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I do get Thursday and Friday off. Uh, but I did just find out yesterday that our stay from home order uh, from the company has been extended out to March. <laughs> oh wow! So um, it will. At this point, it will have been a year since I have gone to the office. 
So, yeah. So, today, um, this week's episode, we're going to be doing a recap of Chapter 12 of The Mandalorian, The Siege. I think we're going to talk a little bit, just briefly, on the LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, we've got our top five list coming up later in the show. Uh, got some questions that we're going to answer from uh, one of our listeners. And then we've actually got um, some news to, uh, to discuss as well. Uh, so we'll get into that after our first music break. Um, this is a song that I actually just found today. Um, it is a Thanksgiving song by a local musician here in the Oklahoma City area. Um, and he, his band is called Tracy Street and the Go-Getter 500 Band. Um, he, uh, he sent me a, he, I guess this was a, uh, this is a brand new song that he, re- he recorded, uh, specifically for the Thanksgiving holiday. And, um, he, uh, he let me listen to it and I said, Hey, we're coming close to Thanksgiving. Why don't we have a Thanksgiving song on the show? And he said, sure, play it. So here we are. We're going to play over for the holidays by Tracy street and the go-getter 500 band.
All right, that was the Thanksgiving song, Over for the Holidays, by Tracy Street and the Go-Getter 500 Band. Man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great song. I'm glad you let off with that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. Uh, so we got some more good tunes later in the show, but for now, we're going to jump into some news. Uh, the first piece of news that I have is regarding... Dune. Um, there was, uh, you know, they're going to be doing another movie, um, mm-hmm. another adaptation of that, uh, but it looks like that one's been pushed out for a year or two. Um, but while we're waiting, a company called Abrams Comic Arts ha- is putting out a uh, graphic novel trilogy of dune and and according to the reports it is a uh it is what they refer to as a straightforward adaption so it's uh it's actually going to be faithful to the source material um it is written by brian herbert who i'm guessing is frank herbert's son or grandson um the article that i read from uh, CBR.com did not necessarily say, but uh, I'm guessing. Um, but it was written by Brian Herbert, Kevin Anderson, Raul Allen, and Patricia Martin. And so far, they have only released book one, which is the first in a planned trilogy uh, of the 1965 novel. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I've. I've actually never made it through the entire book. Uh, I keep planning to, but I never get around to it. Uh, so, so maybe this will. Uh, if if this is really faithful, maybe I will have actually read it through a graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of like Tolkien. He tends to uh, get a little wordy and uh, really um, explore. Uh, the little intricacies uh, that are around, and uh, sometimes that uh, that makes it a little hard to read. But once you get past those uh, those pieces, the uh, it, it really flows together well. Yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting read. Uh, another comic book that is coming out um, is Volume Three of Batman Earth One. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the Earth One. Uh, I don't know if you call that a series. I guess you could call that a series. Earth One series basically is a uh, kind of a retelling of some of DC's major uh, superheroes. Uh, they've got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Teen Titans, and um, Green Lantern. So mm. it's kind of a... Um, if anybody uh, knows what I'm talking about, it's kind of like the like Marvel did with their Ultimate Universe. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, this is kind of the same thing. It's just Earth One. So, uh, Batman Earth One Volume Three finally has a release date. Uh, returning to the fold is writer Jeff Johns and artist Gary Frank. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that and the uh, the release date. That has been announced as June eighth, uh, which nice. 
definitely a long ways off, but I'm glad that they actually have a release date. Um, of all the Earth One books, the Batman uh, the Batman ones are uh, by far my favorite. They're really good. The Superman ones are actually pretty good too. Yeah, that's uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of one of the things that's really um, thrown me off of the DC universe. Uh, I, I like some individual things, but. Uh, it, Trying to keep track uh, of uh, which storyline is which, and yeah. uh, you know whether it's uh, Flashpoint or pre-Flashpoint, or uh, you know it, it, they just uh, and that in the movies. Every time that you turn around for a Batman movie, they're retelling you know the same <laughs> story, and you know it just kind of you know uh it, it just kind of gets overwhelming and for those that don't follow it religiously they kind of get lost and a little left yeah. behind i uh, can see that i, I mean how many I mean, yes i understand actors need, uh you know or roles need to get recast uh such as you know say like superman where you have you know christopher reeve uh you know uh, can't do it anymore um you know so you have to have somebody else in there but uh you know, to retell the story, the basically the same story with three different actors within, say, a five, six year span. Uh, it's like, all right, well, which story is this? Which timeline is this? It just kind of gets confused and muddled. It's all just uh, just different stories by different storytellers. <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, oh, there was an announcement, not a whole lot to say about it, but uh, there was an announcement that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be released in theaters and on HBO Max this Christmas. Uh, so you can go see it in the theater, uh, or if you don't want to get out, you're, you're, you know, you're cautious of that, you can watch it on HBO Max this Christmas. Uh, so that's cool. I've actually been looking forward to that movie. Uh, speaking of DC, actually, um, I will, um, you know, the theater in our area is almost never, uh, full. I mean, we've, uh, I've been to the movie. I've been to the theater actually three times since the coronavirus has hit. Uh, the first two times, um, there were about six people in the theater. Uh, so we were very well spread out. Mm -hmm. um, and then this last time I went uh, was actually I rented it a I rented it out for a private screening. Um, it was my my wife's birthday. And um, for her birthday, I rented out a private screening of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that is her favorite Christmas movie. Uh, so basically it was us and uh, my kids and then uh, my mom and uh, a couple other members of the family. Uh, so there were probably in all about 13 people there, 13 or 14. Um, again, all spread out. So I... I'm probably going to go see it in the theater because I'm not really concerned about it being all that crowded. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know about other theaters in the area, but that one just isn't 
very crowded. Uh, n not anywhere near crowded as it normally is. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you want to avoid the movie theater, subscribe to HBO Max and watch it for Christmas. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it, it's not like um, like what Disney Plus did with uh, live action Mulan, where they mm -hmm. charged you thirty dollars to get it. Uh, yeah. It's actually because you have the subscription, you get to watch it with your subscription rather than having to pay that extra over the top cost. Yeah. Yeah, and I have I have HBO Max. I, I've had it for I've probably had it for a couple of months. And and actually the reason that I subscribed to HBO Max has to do with the next piece of news that I'm gonna bring up, also about HBO Max, and this is an update for the soon to be who knows how soon. Uh, HBO Max series Green Lantern, uh, not tied to the movie Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. This is a completely different uh, retelling. Well, thank goodness uh, for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually produced by Greg Berlanti, who is the creator of the Arrowverse. Um, okay, I'm not sure who the showrunner is. I haven't seen any of that. Um, but as far as so already they've announced that it's going to feature uh, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, Kilowog, and Sinestro. Um, if I'm remembering correctly from the very first announcements, it's also, I mean, the main characters are going to be uh, Hal Jordan and uh, Jon Stewart. Um, but the update that just recently came out is that there is a new casting update for other characters that uh we didn't really expect to see so so this show is definitely going to feature multiple green lanterns uh the new the new updates uh indicate that we are going to get to see guy gardner alan scott and then somebody named Bree jarta who i don't think uh mm. if Memory is not serving me. I don't remember anybody in the comics named Bree Jarta. Uh, and based on the uh, based on the article that I read from the Illuma Nerd Eye, um, it does not seem to indicate whether or not she is an existing comic character or not. Um. So it'll be, uh, I, I may have to do some research and find out, but that, that name does, uh, I've read a lot of Green Lantern, and that name does not sound familiar. Um, so, um, so yeah, HBO Max, Green Lantern uh, series update. Um, another HBO Max series that we've just learned about, HBO is going to be partnering with Sony Television, to produce a series based on the video game The Last of Us. Hmm. And, and it will focus on the events of the original game uh, with Joel and Ellie. Um, so far, there are not any other details as far as casting or um, any kind of release or production date. Um, I've never played the game yet. 
I, I have, you know, it's one of those that I've downloaded that I'll probably start after I'm done with Watch Dogs. Uh, but I've heard a lot of really good things about that game. I've heard that, I mean, a lot of people that I know have played it and really like it. So um, I'm looking forward to playing it and uh, yeah, see if it it's going to be an interesting TV show. It, it was a good, uh, it was a good game. I really enjoyed, um, enjoyed that part of it then they put in a multiplayer aspect of it which uh i never really got into uh either uh but uh yeah as far as plot and everything a really good story Uh, i thought they were going to make a full length feature film uh was the last rumor i heard on that but uh that was a couple of years ago Mm. um i have played uh last of us part two uh, was not as impressed with it as I was the first one, uh, but it was still uh, it was still an interesting game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a, a series uh, makes a, a little bit more sense, uh, especially given the success that um, Walking Dead has had. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that they can uh, pull a lot of I don't want to say inspiration, but uh, qualities that made that successful. Uh, and since they've already had a show similar uh, that's kind of dwindled in fan base, they could figure out, you know, all right, well, this is why it's kind of lacking. You know, we, we won't make that same mistake. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think just either last episode or a couple episodes ago, didn't we, didn't we announce something about an Assassin's Creed TV show? Uh, he, we talked that they were talking about doing one, uh, but thought... that they really haven't, I haven't seen much about that yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm checking my previous show notes. It shouldn't have been too far back. Okay. Maybe it was further back than I thought. I thought I remember us talking about it though. Um, yeah, Netflix is doing it. We talked about that back on episode 23. So Netflix is, is considering a live action Assassin's Creed. So, uh, part of this article had mentioned that the last of us is not the only video game, uh, that HBO max has their sights on, Mm -hmm. uh, for doing a show. So it'd be interesting to see. What type of uh, what type of games uh, they're going to to, to start doing? Because we already know that um, uh, if memory serves me, it's Amazon that is developing a Fallout TV series. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's there's so many of them coming out. It's hard to keep them all straight. But um, yeah, it should be interesting to see what uh, what they do. Um, next real quick news, not really a whole lot of information about it. It's just an announcement, uh, that I read on CBR.com that star Wars squadrons, Mm -hmm. uh, is releasing an update that will add a B wing and tie defenders. Yes. Uh, that Um, comes out tomorrow. Right. Um, I was not as into the multiplayer dogfight portion of that game um but 
the fact that there's going to be tie defenders eh, it may 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 lead me into uh to getting in there because I, I really like the tie fighters in those games absolutely yeah and they've done a really good job with it uh i, uh, I i'm still having a little bit of trouble with uh, say matchmaking uh, on that i don't get to play it as often as i like uh and i'm below 10th level uh, but I'm constantly getting matched up with people that are 20, 25, oh, I believe yeah. was the one I saw yesterday. And I'm like, why in the world am I getting? Because uh, the further, more levels that you get, the more things you can unlock, upgraded uh, guns and things like that, uh, uh, and different perks for your ship, uh, color schemes and whatnot. Uh, so it seems like, you know, it's why would I be matched up with somebody that uh, has obviously played a lot more of the game than I have. Right. Uh, but, you know, it, it's still fun to get around and and uh, uh, and, and fly around. And it's uh, I have a 65 inch television and with the surround sound and uh, <laughs> there's nothing like feeling like you're in the cockpit of your favorite starfighter. Uh, and uh, being able to see it up close and and have that surround sound blasting in your ears. Yeah, definitely. Um, The next two items I have are both rumors. Uh, One of them is there is a rumor uh, of the run times for the next two Mandalorian episodes. Mm. Um, Based on this rumor... Uh, chapter 13 is going to be 45 minutes long, and Chapter 14 are going to be 32 minutes long. Uh, this rumor comes from a source uh, by uh, called FSK, which is the basically the German version of the MPAA. Um, so somewhat credible, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if, if that, if the next one is 45 minutes long, um, that will make it the longest of the Dave Filoni directed episodes. If, uh, if some of the rumors that I've heard, uh, are true, they're going to need every bit of that time to, uh, kind of explain what's going on. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it'll be amazing to see. Uh, and we only have a few more days for to, to right. really find out. You're absolutely right. Just a few days away from, from the next episode from Mando Friday. Um, last one I have, uh, this rumor is, uh, I found, I found the article on, uh, Star Wars news net. Um, the, the rumor itself, uh, comes from the direct, which is a, a, uh, an online uh, news site I'd never actually heard of before. Um, but according to this, the uh, as-of-yet-untitled-Boba Fett mini- miniseries uh, is supposed to take place between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian, uh, which, you know... Credible or not, it just makes sense. Why? Why would they go with any other? Why would they go with any other time period, especially with uh, with Morrison uh, playing the role of Boba Fett? 
Right. Uh, it, it wouldn't make sense to go back any any earlier unless, like you were mentioning, if they brought in Daniel Logan to do some younger uh, like flashbacks and whatnot. Yeah, that's de- that's definitely possible. And I mean, and who knows? They they still could. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's exactly right where I uh, picture it being is that it'll be uh, we'll see what's going on uh, in uh, in the neck of the woods. And I wouldn't even be surprised if we might catch a glimpse or two from season one of the uh, Mandalorian, because uh, if I remember reading right, they said it was between the uh, Return of the Jedi and um, uh, episode uh, or season two. So uh, they could always add in something from a distance or a, a relative shot that uh, would remind you, uh, you know, what it could be. So, yeah, any, I mean, the sky's the limit. It doesn't, doesn't, uh, They've got so much that they could they could work with. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to oh, be fun. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I think that's it for news. Unless you had anything that you needed to that that I I must have missed. Uh, no, we uh, we covered uh, every bit of it, I believe. Uh, so we had, had quite a bit of news today. Yeah, a lot. It's uh, it's a lot better than uh, the last uh, few weeks that we've had, where it's uh, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Definitely. Um, um, just trying to see if there was anything that I might have uh, missed. Um, uh, yeah, about the only other thing that uh, that I saw was uh, whether or not uh, Daisy Ridley would return to the franchise at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of, you know, she said she enjoyed uh, her experience, but uh, kind of put the the kibosh on that. Uh, the surprising part was it also referenced another article that uh, John Boyega did, uh, and he would not want to do a live action series, but uh, he seemed like he would be open to doing an animated series if one was ever developed. Yeah. So that that would be interesting. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I could I could see that. Um yeah. all right. So, so we're going to take another out. music break and then we're going to get into uh talk maybe a little Lego Star Wars holiday special, but most importantly talk about the next or the most recent chapter of The Mandalorian. Um, so for this music break, um, we are playing a song from the Nashville, Tennessee based band, uh, Benchmarks. Um, this is from an album they recently released called Summer Slowly. It was released, uh, just back in August. And, uh, the name of the song is Our Finest Hour. Fear of the problem out here trying 
to solve myself Feeling discrepancy between what I have seen and what I've felt We're all searching for our own versions of heaven over hell But nothing really changes till we decide to change ourselves And I will settle and watch the world burn from up here in the cheap seas But right now I know that I still need to listen Before I speak Does this world even mean another song from one like me? If all the world's indeed a stage, then we are merely overplayed. Wanna sing the song that helps the unsung singers have their say? We're all searching for our own versions of heaven over hell. But nothing really changes till we decide to change ourselves. And I will settle to watch the world burn from up here in the cheap seats. But right now I know that I still need to listen. Before I speak This is Todd Hoffman from WSTR Galactic Public Access. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are celebrating our 200th episode, and it's coming up very soon, and we need your help. So how can you do that? Simple. Just send us your transmission over at mailbox at wstrmedia.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, 630 five five seven nine seven eight seven that's six three zero five five seven nine seven eight seven uh yeah we started this podcast way back in december of 2016 right around when rogue one was releasing and now we are getting up to that 200th episode and we can't be more excited to do this and we want to just celebrate it with our podcast family our star wars family uh, we can't be more happier to be part of the Red 5 Network, and we would love to have all your voicemails, all your emails, 
And the other way you could do it is just tweet us whatever at WSTR Media. We'll take them all. Um, and we just want to celebrate with the family as we have uh, a big, you know, 200th celebration. And we can't be more excited than in Star Wars and everything that's going on. Uh, we are looking to do 200 more. So uh, we just need your help as we near this 200th episode. Again, just email us at mailbox at wsnarmedia.com or voicemail 630-557-9787. Appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you for all the support on the socials. We, we couldn't do it without you. Um, and we love you guys and may the force be with you always. All right. That was our finest hour from benchmarks. So, um, if you're just joining us, which wouldn't make any sense at all, uh, this is rogue one radio and this is episode 26. Um, and we are going to be talking, about chapter 12 of the Mandalorian. Uh, before we jump into that, though, let's let's talk just briefly about the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, I thought it was fun. It was uh, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it it definitely it's uh, a lot of people were, were oh, this is canon. This is canon. Uh, no, the the Lego stuff has never really been canon. Uh, it just includes characters that are in there. Uh, it was a fun story. It was just Star Wars and Lego and having fun. That's the yeah. name of the game, and they did it well. I think my favorite thing about the uh, the special, oddly enough, was the depiction of the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, that that was, was just silly. <laughs> yeah, the the whole uh, you know uh, the thing that got me was the mug. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, Galaxy's it, best emperor. <laughs> I'm the only emperor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that they worked it out well and went back and fixed everything in, in the timeline. And, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, uh, lots of humor, lots of, uh, lots of bits and pieces in there to, to unpack. Uh, another one of uh, my favorite parts were, uh, the three Kenobis saying hello there at the same time. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, now, in case anybody is, is interested, um, you can buy a Galaxy's Best Emperor mug uh, through a website called Redbubble. Um, however, it I'm looking at this, and it, it talks about the Lego Holiday Special. Uh, oh, you know what? It doesn't say Lego. It just says Holiday Special. Uh, it do, it's, doesn't look like the mug from the show because it doesn't have the weird um, language on it. Oh, okay. But if, if anybody... Um, I, I think if, if Star Wars is not capitalizing on making a world a Galaxy's Best Emperor uh, mug um, to tie in with that show, they have lost. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would buy one. 
All right, so Mandalorian chapter 12, The Siege. Um, initial reaction. It was absolutely amazing. It had, it, it had everything uh, that I would ever want to see in a uh, television uh, or Star Wars series all rolled into one. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I wouldn't say that I liked it more than I liked Chapter 11. Uh, but I will say that I liked it more than I, than I liked Chapter uh, 10. If I've got my episodes right. Episode 10 yeah. was the one where they went to the ice planet. Yes. And got attacked by the spiders. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but it was a good, it was a good episode. Uh, do you want to go over the brief plot synopsis or do you want me to? Uh, go for it. Okay. I don't have it pulled up here in front of me. So, so um, not surprisingly, he is basically close to dead in space and he doesn't go to Tatooine for repairs, which is what I thought he was going to do. So everybody can say that Steve was wrong. Uh, but he does go to Navarro. So he goes to Navarro to get repairs, uh, meets up with Grief Karga and uh, Cara Dune, and uh, they're going to repair his ship, and then they recruit him to uh, help them out with a little problem with the Imperials um, to basically destroy uh, an Imperial base that is left over. Uh, so he goes to the base, helps them out, uh, turns out that the base is actually a lab. Um, and so, you know, it, uh, sh making it short and sweet, they, they blow up the lab and they uh, head back to, to town after they blow up the lab. So that's a real brief plot synopsis with not a whole lot of, you know, not, not, not a, trying to stay away from the spoilers. But, you know, if you're listening to this show, you've got to expect spoilers. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I wanted to leave a lot of the details to the rest of our discussion. Um, were there any, uh, what were the highlights in the show for you? Like what were the, the really cool takeaways? Oh man. Oh, where to start? Uh, well, we get to see, uh, Kara in, uh, grief again, uh, which is uh, always a plus. Um, I really uh, enjoyed uh, a, a chase scene that they had uh, in there. Anytime that you can throw in uh, Imperial speeder bikes is a good day. Oh, uh, man, that was, yeah. Yeah, was it, it, and then some TIE fighters, uh, you know, uh, on top of that. Uh, and the homage that they gave to so many recognizable shots Mm -hmm. that they had uh, with uh, previous movies uh, was just absolutely outstanding. And uh, in fact, you and I were talking uh, while I was watching it and I was typing to you because uh, you had already seen it before. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm kind of confused by this. And then 
you know, it, then I started watching a little more closely and I'm like, oh, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. And, it, <laughs> it, and I just kept going on and on. There was so many, so many things. I, and I almost half heard dialogue in my head from previous movies just because the scenes were set up just to remind you of that, uh, of that particular shot. It, it, it was just so good. Um, and then uh, the last the last shot that you see of the episode absolutely blew my mind. And I think we'll get into that here in a little bit as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I loved the action sequences, particularly with the speeder bikes and the TIE fighters. Um, uh, like you, I was, I was really glad to see uh, Grief Karga and Tara Dune again. And, you know, surprisingly, I was actually pleased to see the Mithril again. <laughs> I thought it was cool that they they put him in there. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, he's he's kind of the Jar Jar Binks of the Mandalorian. <laughs> I did, did, I I I liked him in the first one, but it was a it was a small small dose that you get to see him, uh, and even by the end of the uh, episode, it's just uh, even his humor was just kind of. All right, yeah, you're funny. All right, yeah, move along. You know, <laughs> somebody freeze him already or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I was the actually expecting back. To I was just, then. you know, couldn't they have found another character or something that we haven't seen before? Uh, you know, uh, to fill that role. But you know, they went with it, and that's fine. Well, I thought it was funny when. Uh, when the Mandalorian first walks into uh, that building, and uh, and he he ba- you know the the steam comes out of his neck. Oh yeah, that <laughs> was great. Um, let's see. So, was there anything about the episode that disappointed you? Oh, other than Mithril. Um... <laughs> Uh, not really. I can't say that I was really disappointed, uh, in there. Um, one of the things that, uh, that did surprise me is we did finally get to see, uh, the child use his force abilities. That's right. It's the first time we've seen it so far this season. Yep. He uses his force abilities to steal space cookies. Yeah, to uh, to steal the the blue milk covered Oreos. Yes. Thank you, Cam Ray, for that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, I would say, uh, as far as disappointments, um, I actually would have liked to have seen more uh, of the classroom. I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Uh, things going on in the little classroom with with the child. Um, yeah. The overall, the episode could have been a tad longer. Um, because at some point in the the you know the siege itself, it felt like it started to get a little rushed. 
Yeah, I could see that. Uh, so if they if they would have added, you know, maybe just five, ten more minutes, it wouldn't have felt as rushed. Um, but um, you know, that's just just nitpicking, really. Um, yeah, there it, it really wasn't much a lot. I mean, not a lot to be disappointed about. Uh, this whole season so far is uh, has just been uh, such a fun ride. Uh, yeah. I, I really haven't found too much to be disappointed with uh, right. throughout any of the episodes. Yeah, I agree. Um, were there any Easter eggs that you noticed? I I didn't. None of them jumped out at me. If there were any. Uh. Well, I there were uh, there were a few. Uh, we get yet another uh, scene of uh, the child in his soup. Um, at the very beginning of the episode, uh, when the there's a creature or a group of creatures that are ransacking the armorer's, uh, uh, you know, forge area, uh, mm-hmm. that Cara Dune you know, comes in and saves the day. Uh, those creatures were Aqualish, uh, and right. it's the same creature that was at the bar in, on Tatooine that Obi-Wan chopped his arm off. Yep, yep. So I, that, it was cool to see that creature again. Yeah. Um, it was with a lava meerkat. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I really didn't see much on that. Um, uh, I could see Disney's hand all over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and they've had little, they've had some uh, little small creatures in every episode as well. Yeah. So there's always been something small uh, and animalistic uh, in every episode, uh, whether it was the little T Rex one uh, that they uh, shot or this little. Uh, meerkat looking uh, one. One of my kids said, "Look, it's Timon." <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, the droid that was in the classroom. Uh, they were going through uh, all the known trade routes. Uh, so they're talking, you know, from planet to planet or system to system, uh, and connecting those dots. Uh, it's uh, they were going over uh, all the different. Uh, uh, what do you call uh, trade routes that are uh, that were known at that time? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the mithril, uh, you know, kind of referenced the uh, hibernation sickness when he said he could barely see out of his left eye. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, had the land speeder shot as they they're going out. That reminded me a lot of the uh, speeder shots we got in the New Hope. Yeah. Um, Dank Ferrick was said again, and I don't, I, we still haven't said what it is yet, but this is the third episode that inc- includes that phrase. Uh, so that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, the hologram, uh, from, uh, Dr. Preshing, um, uh, Mm. Had uh, used the phrase M count, and we figure that that's probably 
uh, is talking about the midichlorian count. Uh, and he even talks about, you know, that, uh, you know, the sample size was small and only got a small amount of blood. Uh, but uh, during that confrontation, after, uh, you know, all the smoke clears and they look in that background, you see that tank and mm. it's got something in it. Um, uh, a lot of, a, a lot of chatter that, uh, they're thinking that that could possibly be a, uh, first edition type Snoke character. I've uh, heard that, that too. Yeah. To um, there was a, there was a, uh, creature, call it what you want, uh, in there that kind of had some scars. It looked like it may have been a first generation Snoke. Um, but this did set up why they are looking for the child. It, yes. it finally explained why they're looking for the child. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was just, uh, when, when I saw that, I just, I mean, as my, my first thought was, well, all right, so they're cloning something. It explains the uh, Camino emblems on uh, the doctor's uh, uh, arm uh right. you know th so they are trying to do something uh but you know is this all part of operation cinder is this something that is uh you know uh, that's been going on for a while um you know it, are they do they e are they even aware of what they're doing because uh, yeah. at this point, the emperor is dead. The uh, the empire is is scattered. So there's a few groups that are out there. So do they even realize what they're doing? Right. Um, or uh, I also had a thought of maybe they're trying to do, and this is going to borrow from DC a little bit, but uh, borrow from like a uh, a Bane mystique where they're using a Force-sensitive blood to create a serum to do a super soldier. Yeah. So th that was that. a thought uh, as well, uh, and that um, uh, I'll mention that here in just a minute as well. Um, another uh, Easter egg, well, not really Easter egg, but uh, kind of repeating pattern. Um, the... Uh, New Republic pilot is the same one that we saw in the episode with the spiders. That's right. Um, he uh, he puts puts down a uh, New Republic medallion for uh, Kara if she wants to take it up. You know that actually looked like a medal. Um, because ha having served time in the armed forces, um, there was a little. Uh, I, I I recognized like a an armed first forces ribbon uh, or yeah. something similar to it toward the bottom of that medallion. Yeah, right underneath the uh, the logo, it was uh, red and white. Yeah, so it could have been a medal. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of really cool stuff out of this episode, and it's really setting up. Uh, they're really doing a good job setting up the rest of the season um, and, and, you know, getting us thirsty for more. 
Um, one thing I, I, I wanted to mention, it's not really necessarily about this episode. In fact, it's not about this episode at all. Uh, but the fact that um, we now know why they're looking for the child, it does bring up a question. Um, what was the child doing with the Nictos in the first place? Who put them there? That's that's a very good question. Um, it, yeah, it's I, I I'm not sure. Uh, it was it hasn't been explained. My first thought was, um, you know, uh, that he was the captor of you know someone else, uh, and they wanted more money or something. It was you know in my head canon anyway. Uh, and so, you know, that, uh, you know, and they weren't playing ball, so, uh, they sent somebody after him to go get it and, you know, given his reputation, no questions or whatever, you know, Hey, go pick up this package and bring it to me. Uh, you know, we, we never have gotten that, uh, explanation, but who knows, uh, perhaps we will, uh, we'll get that, um, here in the next few episodes. I mean, there's only four left for this season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, right. Um, any any closing thoughts about the episode? Well, I have one more Easter egg. Oh, okay. The very last shot where oh. we see Moff Gideon. Yeah. And he's sporting some new armor. He is. And, it, man, that is uh, it, it's a good-looking set of armor. Uh, but with that, uh, with his cape and the armor on and the lights on it, reminded me an awful lot of Vader. Uh, you know, not quite as bright or as many lights, but just that imposing dark figure with the black armor and the cape. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when he says, we will be ready, and they pan back and they show the transport, and it's full of the dark trooper yeah and the dark trooper we haven't seen in a while uh in fact it was uh it was in the uh star wars dark dark forces game which is non-canon uh but they also put it in a couple of uh like star wars commander uh which is they looked like the uh they looked like uh, from the from the mobile game Star Wars Commander, which isn't even really. A, I don't think it's a game anymore. I think they shut it down. Uh, uh, but yeah, they did. They did remind me of of that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what those things bring us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything with the uh, Department of Military Research is. Uh, Normally bad news for any of the good guys. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so, okay, so uh, do you have any, any closing remarks about the episode? Anything that's, uh, that we haven't brought up previously that, that needs to be mentioned? Uh, well, I just thought they did a good job in this one. Uh, we've seen a lot of action uh, in some episodes. We've seen a lot of um, filling in of the blanks on what's going on and uh, storytelling 
in uh, in some of the episodes. Uh, but this one really felt like it merged the two together. There was a lot of questions that were answered, uh, some more questions asked that drive the story, uh, and plenty of action to satisfy anybody that is just an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, it was great. And uh, we mentioned it before, but it was, it was just really good to see uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune again. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot out in the community that, that thinks she needs to be fired. I am not one of them. Uh, I think she does a great job in her role, and it was just good to see her again. Uh, and, and I would be remiss if I did not mention that uh, Carl Weathers, who plays Grief Karga, actually directed this episode yeah it was his uh, directorial debut so he did a really good job i thought absolutely yeah um all right so that was our recap of mandalorian chapter 12 um we are going to talk about our top five lists and answer some questions from you um right after our last uh music break this band is called North Alone. They're actually from Germany. Uh, they just released an album. Well, I say just. Uh, they released an album back in January of this year um, called Punk is Dad. And uh, this is a song from that album called Too Young. You don't need a touchscreen unless you're 13 You won't get a smartphone till your facial hair is grown You don't need a PlayStation, stay we go on vacation Wherever you want to go You're much too young, you're much too young You're much too young for this life, son You're much too young, you're much too young Go to the outside, enjoy the sun Media, I tell you it won't please you Cause it's not important to make virtual friends What about doing some sports? I will buy you a skateboard Cause broken arms are no problem When you can watch it the content You're much too young You're much too young You're much too young for this life song You're much too young You're much too young Go to the outside and enjoy the song Find a record, cause the music that I like wasn't made for Spotify. Found the cover or booklet, these are the songs people forget. Better to listen to some punk music instead. You're much too young, you're much too young, you're much too young for this, my son. You're much too young, you're much too young. Go to the outside and enjoy the song. You're much too young, you're much too young, you're much too young.
Right. That was Too Young by Germany's North Alone. Fun song. And we are on to our top five list of this episode. This week we will be discussing our top five favorite starfighters. Starfighters. Um, that could be a little bit subjective as to what a starfighter is, uh, but it gives us a good uh, baseline to go with. So uh, you're not really going to, uh, at least not on my list, you're not going to see anything like a Star Destroyer or a Mon Calamari Cruiser. Um, a kind of, my list is kind of confined to smaller, uh, smaller vessels. Yeah, as, so. as is mine. Yeah, I, I kind of, uh, you know, bounced some ideas. Uh, you know, uh, I had uh, Vader's uh, ship uh, on there to start with, and then I was like, you know what, that's really not a star fighter. So uh, I went back and redid the list a little bit as well. Very good. All right, well, let's hear your number five. All right. So I, I had one in there and then uh, I told you I was going to, I'd have a bonus starfighter because okay. this one, I am not sure if it is canon or not. And normally we just stick with things that are canon. Um, but uh, my, so my number six would be the Outrider piloted by Dash Rendar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that was, uh, the Shadow uh, Shadow of the Empire was an important series for me, uh, whether it was the book or, or uh, the video game or uh, even the soundtrack that they came out with it. Uh, at the time, uh, there were no there was no other Star Wars stuff that was really uh, out. Uh, or for the foreseeable future. And right. so, you know, this was what we were going to get. And, you know, and I really soaked it up. I thought it was absolutely um, an amazing uh, ship. I love the character. So, um, so, but again, I didn't know if that counted. So my number five. Well, yeah, was actually, there was actually a comic book adaptation of that too. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah, man, I would have loved to have seen that in live action. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so, um, number so my number five uh, is um, uh, one from the Rebels TV show, and that would be The Ghost. Oh, man, that should have been my number five. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, definitely a great ship, great crew, great show. Oh, wow. I, I can't believe I even forgot about that one. Wow. Uh, my number five was actually IG-2000. The, uh, the, the Starfighter piloted by the Bounty Hunter droid IG-88. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, a very, very cool, sleek-looking ship. Um, mostly seen in the comic books. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a really cool ship. Um, and, and yeah, I would like to see that brought into, uh, into live action. I would love to see a live action version of the IG 2000. 
Hey, never say never say never. Uh, you, oh, you never uh, I mean, uh, they could always bring back uh, uh, another IG droid, uh, and they could pilot it. They could. Uh, they could. All right, number four. Number four for me is the Razor Crest. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's my number four too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's I, such I, a I, cool I, ship. I, yeah, uh, it's it's got everything. Uh, you know, I had uh, originally had Razor Clash slash uh, Slave One, uh, but I took Slave One off of there because I just think uh, you know, especially with the uh, as much as we've seen it in uh, the Mandalorian series, it, it kind of takes precedence over that. But uh, it's got the fighting capabilities. It has the transport, the yeah. uh, uh, carbonite chamber that's already built into it. Uh, yeah, it's boy. it's definitely has some character. Uh, so uh, yeah, that that's that's my number four. And yeah, the, I I decided that was one of my favorite starfighters after seeing this this most recent episode. Just some of the stuff that it did. It was like, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was my number four too. Awesome. All right. Number three. And I'm probably going to catch some flack for this one. The X-Wing fighter. Yes. All the way down to number three. Are, are you sure you weren't looking at my list? <laughs> my three is X-Wing fighter too. Ah, well, I we see so many of them, uh, whether it's uh, Red Squadron or Blue Squadron or uh, Gold or whichever one that they want to put them in. Um, they they've just they've done so well with it. Uh, uh, it's it's just a great ship. Oh yeah, it is definitely the uh, the workhorse of the rebellion uh, and the New Republic. Um. So yeah, my number three was X-wing too. <laughs> nice. Well, I I doubt that your number two and my number two are going to be the same. Oh, I don't know. My uh, probably not. Uh, my number two, Millennium Falcon. Okay. So okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, what more needs to be said other than the name? That's uh, a great ship. The uh, possibly the uh, most recognized, uh, you know, most well-known uh, ship in all of the galaxy. Yeah, uh, it can do it all, and you know, she might not look like much, but she's got it where it counts. Yep, and and I tell you, one of the one of the <laughs> best uh, sequences in in the Force Awakens is when they pull the tarp off of that thing. And uh, she said, oh, that's just garbage. Okay, yeah. I guess we're going to have to take the garbage. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, seeing that, the, the Falcon again, uh, it just, yeah, it was, uh, it was really good to see, to see a piece of the old trilogy, uh, you know, in, in The Force Awakens. So it's, it's a really great ship. That one was not my number two. <laughs> uh, my number two uh, you actually mentioned earlier, um, for me, is a Slave One. Ah. 
I I love that ship. I've got a toy of it sitting. It's in my closet, but you know, I've got a toy of it, and and it's always been one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite ships. Uh, be it a starfighter or yeah, any type, you know, if, if we just did a, a list of favorite ships, you know, across the board, it would probably still be in the top five. I love that ship. Uh, the fire spray is just the coolest design. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a good ship. It's got a lot of, um, a, a lot of awesome qualities, just the way that it flies, the, uh, the sonic uh, uh, torpedoes that it has, uh, you know, the uh, the turrets for its laser fire uh, were uh, absolutely amazing. They did it, yeah. That was a great ship, and that's why I kind of put it in there. To me, that and the Razor Crest are about, you know, about equal. They're very similar yeah. type ships, uh, but I had to put Razor Crest. Ahead. Razor Crest is a great ship, but let's let's hear your number one. My number one, uh, and I had to lump this one in as a group because... Oh, boy. It, I, I have a very strong feeling that our number ones are the same. Uh, whether it's its characteristic howl as it goes oh, through, yeah. uh, it's uh, <laughs> the TIE Fighter. Oh, yeah. My number one, too. I love the sound of that thing. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a Tie Fighter junkie. I've got I've got Tie Fighter stuff all over my desk at work, which I haven't actually been able to see in a while. But uh, <laughs> yeah, love love the Tie Fighter stuff. It's yeah. it's really amazing. Whether uh, it's the Interceptor or uh, the Bomber or the Defender. Uh, or even the new one that we got in the Mandalorian, the Outland class, which is yeah. uh, absolutely ridiculous. The way that the wings fold and it can land. Uh, most TIE fighters have to be supported in, in another ship for transport, and that one can actually land anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I love mine a in a group as well, but if I had to pick a favorite, it would probably be the Interceptor. Uh, as that's the one I have first is the interceptor uh, followed by Outland class. Yeah. Now, in the, did you ever play the X-wing uh, miniatures game? Uh, I have not. Okay. Um, yeah. Whenever I, me and me and uh, and Joey uh, used to play that in a, uh, I guess you could call it a league. Um, but ha I, you know, haven't we haven't played since the since the uh, coronavirus hit. Uh, because the the place where we we did it uh, was is closed down, uh, or or I think they may have just recently opened up with very limited occupancy. Uh, but the league itself is is on hold at least until all of this is is cleared up. Um, but the re the reason I mentioned the X Wing game is I always played as uh, a bunch of Tie Fighters. Nice. Love the TIE Fighters. And and you are right. That characteristic howl of the TIE Fighter is uh, it's just the most amazing thing to hear. <laughs> Love those things. So that was our top five. Um, now, we do have some uh, questions that we're going to answer. Um, I'm going to try to remember to ask this question of everybody on Twitter. 
prior to the day we're going to record. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we did get, uh, we got a couple of questions. Uh, well, we got four questions total, uh, two of them for each of us. Okay. Uh, these, these questions come from a rural farm boy on Twitter. Uh, so let's start with your first one. Uh, he asked you to pick either the E11 or the DLT19. Oh, well, I mean, uh, uh, RFB knows me. Uh, <laughs> and he knows uh, what I do uh, for the 501st. Uh, so I would have to say the E11, uh, no if, ands, or buts about it. Very cool. So are, are you in the 501st? Uh, I need one more piece and then I am going to submit to get my, uh, TK number. Oh, nice. Or actually it's a TX number, uh, for Inferno Squad. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, I, I had started putting my stuff together, but, um, I was going to, I was going to start off as a, uh, a tie reserve pilot, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually work my way up to a tie fighter pilot, which actually answers the question that he asked me. The first one he asked me, pick a cosplay that you'd love to do. Uh, it would be a tie fighter pilot. Um, I have, I have the flight suit and the boots and then things just got in the way and i haven't finished getting all of the other stuff together <laughs> uh i did place an order for some of the other items um actually a lot of the other items and right after the virus hit us uh the uh supplier of, of said items uh, hit i don't know what happened with them uh, they had supply problems, and um, about four months after I had placed the order, I just said, you know, go ahead and cancel it because, yeah, you know, we're probably not going to see this stuff. Any- and that's probably why I still don't have any of the stuff is because the supplier basically ran out of, of pieces. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, I, I have a few to- contacts if you ever want to get into it. Uh, I can yeah, say- we'll have to talk about that on offline. Yeah, absolutely. I'd definitely like to get back and, and get the get the Tie Fighter uniform. And and I uh, Inferno Squad would be great, but I'm I'm not I'm not picky about which Tie Fighter pilot I'm gonna I I'm gonna be. <laughs> um, I just think it'd be great. Um. So his his next question for you is name a Star Wars novel. Uh, can include okay a Star Wars novel slash book that you don't have yet, and you can include visual dictionaries that I don't have yet. I'm I'm guessing that you don't have, but you want. Oh man! Oh, um, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Mm-hmm. Um. I've actually gotten quite a few. Uh, uh, the one that I really would like to get uh, that I need to go on Amazon and price out are the From a Certain Point of View books. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I know they've done, just did the 
Empire Strikes Back, but I uh, but I missed out on the first one as well. So yeah. uh, if I had to, uh, if I was to search for one that would be in my library, I don't have yet. Uh, it would be one of those uh, two from a certain point of view books. Yeah, we we own both of those. Those are good. Um, yeah, I had the uh, the the new one that just came out. I had that on pre order for a few months. <laughs> um, good stuff. Uh, the last question he has for me is what or who is your favorite droid? Um, I am going to have to go with a character from the Dr. Afro series and go with triple zero. Ooh, interesting. He's, he's a pretty cool, uh, uh, variation of a protocol droid wow that yeah really, and and he's got a mouth on him it's it's pretty <laughs> he's a pretty fun character uh yeah, yeah i'd have to go with him choice. as favorite droid uh if if it wasn't him um i i will have to give an honorable mention to chopper another excellent choice chopper's cool too so, um, again, so if you're listening to this and, uh, you have any questions for us, uh, either about the Mandalorian, um, or any Star Wars questions in general that you'd like us to answer on the show, uh, just, you know, message us, uh, on Twitter or you can, uh, uh Anchor has a setup where you can kind of leave a voicemail. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, but we love to hear from you guys. And uh, it just at least shows us that somebody out there is listening. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and love to, love to engage. Um, so we're going to close things out with a few uh, podcast shout outs. Um, do you want to go ahead and start? Actually, sure, absolutely. You know in, in, in conjunction with the podcast shout outs, you recently just recorded uh some episodes with some other other podcasts why don't you tell us about those podcasts yeah in fact that's what i was going to uh give the shout outs for uh so uh i was uh able to record with force of light which is uh one of our red five partners uh which was absolutely amazing we had a great time discussing uh, things about uh, this uh, episode of The Mandalorian and what we could possibly even see in the future. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, thank you to uh, those gals over there that, uh, you know, that let me uh, join them and uh, get my Star Wars juices flowing that, uh, that early in the morning. Uh, it was a great, great thing to wake up uh, and be able to talk Star Wars. Yeah, Force uh, of Light is a fun one. Yes. Uh, and then my second one was uh, I recorded uh, on Sunday uh, with uh, Rebel Scum podcast. Okay. Uh, it was uh, Andrew Fantasia uh, and James uh, joined us at the end. Uh, and we also had another uh, gentleman on there, uh, Phil. Uh, and we talked all sorts of things, uh, gave a lot of odds on what we thought could happen. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a blast. That one will actually be airing on Thursday morning. Uh, 
so while you're cooking your Thanksgiving feasts uh, for your family, as long as they are less than five people in the United States, um, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, tur- uh, turn on uh, YouTube and check out Rebel Scum Podcast, uh, and you'll get to hear my desolate tones yet again. Great. Uh, so I, I also have a, a shout out I'd like to give, and it is uh, one of our Red Five family podcasts. It's actually uh, fastly becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Um, there aren't, you know, they aren't very uh, they aren't very lengthy, uh, but the material that they they go over is uh, is very interesting. It's it's uh, actually University of Coruscant. Oh yeah, uh, I really like doctor. what he does on there. Yeah, um, right now he is currently in a series uh, talking about various Sith lords. Uh, so those are very interesting. Uh, the most recent episode that he just put out was on the Old Republic Sith Lord Naga Sadal. Um, so he's he's a few he's a few episodes into the Sith Lord series. And and I really like what he does over there. It's very uh, it's fun and it's it's I enjoy listening to it a lot. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's uh, he he does uh, a great. Uh, um, yeah, he does. He has a great production over there. Uh, does, yeah. uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. If you guys haven't listened to that yet, go check him out, and you'll be able to uh, hear his past episodes as well. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal job that he does. Yeah. Uh, And my other uh, shout out is for, um, come to think of it, this is also a Red 5 podcast, uh, but it's also really fun to listen to, and it's uh, Pizza and Parsecs. Oh, yeah. Um, Dave and Liz. Yeah, Dave and Liz do a good job. Uh, Recently married uh, couple. Um, They did a series on The Matrix that was really cool. Um, but they, you know, they, uh, they cover it all. They don't, uh, they don't cover just star Wars and they, they do a good job of everything they cover. Uh, and they've, uh, they've always been, uh, been strong supporters of Rogue One radio, just good people. And a really great podcast to check out if you haven't already. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Any of our, uh, red five family, uh, we have, uh, you can go to, Red5network.com and uh, listen to any of the shows uh, of uh, all of our members. It's uh, it's an awesome thing. Absolutely. You're not really going to find a bad one in the bunch. All right. Well, that is it for our show tonight, folks. Thanks for uh, listening in. Uh, come back next week when we will talk about uh, Chapter 3. Uh, 13 <laughs> of the Mandalorian and um, let us know what type of type 5 list you'd like to hear on the next episode and then uh, also send us out your questions so uh, come back next one next uh, next week for more sweet tunes and conversations about a galaxy far far away <laughs>